had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. It is that time of the week. Once again, another Mailbag Monday here on the broadcast. I'm Brian Seltzer. Great to be speaking with you, Lauren Rosen. And I think before we even dip into the bag and see what content there is in there this week, we can agree that the world is a little bit stranger this Monday compared to last Monday. Wow, it has been a wild seven days, basketball and otherwise, to say the least. I will say the way to oversimplify the week that we've had is to look at how many submissions we had for Mailbag Monday. Because I don't know about you, my submissions really spiked. People want to know what's going on. They might be a little bit disappointed to find out that really, I don't think anyone knows exactly what is going on currently, but we're going to do our best to answer your questions. Thank you as always for engaging with us. And maybe most importantly of all, hope everybody is safe and healthy and finding ways to enjoy what is a truly crazy, wild, terrible time. (laughs) We're going to throw this disclaimer out there right off the bat. We are recording this edition of Mailbag Monday at around 10 a.m. on Monday, January 11th. Something could happen in the next five seconds that totally changes the narrative of what we thought for this podcast. When you're listening to it, who knows? The 76ers might be entirely healthy. Maybe they're on, I don't even know what, (laughs) a mini hiatus. A lot. We don't know. Um, This is just the world that everyone lives in right now, and I think that what we are hearing is, at least at this point in time, what's clear is that the NBA is doing everything it can to push forward through dealing with the big spikes in COVID-19 cases, not just worldwide, in the United States as well, but within the league itself. Over the last three to four days, there have been a couple dozen positive test results that have come back, and not just the Sixers have been impacted, but teams learn across the league from the Boston Celtics to the Miami Heat to the Dallas Mavericks. And like you said, first and foremost, before we talk into the particulars of how does this affect a team success long term and short term and all, is like you just want everyone to be as safe as they possibly can. 
And I think we talked about this. I don't, all the content is running together with this condensed season, but I don't know if we discussed this on 7-6 Live Countdown presented by Tiso or on last week's mailbag, but I do think we have to offer props to all the people that are continuing to make this happen because clearly there is a level of risk when you're playing in these games, when you're supporting the players playing in these games, when you're traveling with the players playing in these games, that we've now seen for sure that there is risk involved and our jobs are awesome and it's so much fun to be part of such a great league. But with everything that's going on, like props to the people that are that are still making this season tick in some way, even if it's different than what we're used to, because this is not easy. So shouts to everybody that's making it happen. <laughs> Well said, and I'll put it more overtly and plainly and directly than that. We're not just talking about players and coaches. There are people working around the clock, behind the scenes, who are putting themselves at greater risk for exposure to coronavirus just to try and make sure these games get off the ground. So that is, I I think, from both of us, an all-encompassing shout-out to the people who are intimately involved in the inner workings of this current version of the NBA season. Yeah. Big shouts. And then, of course, to the fans also for continuing to rock with us in a very strange, strange time. Yeah. But if nothing else, entertaining, getting to see some different looks than you would have. I mean, we certainly wouldn't have gotten to see the seven Sixers outside of, you like my segue? Outside of this situation, we never would have gotten to see the lineup that we saw on Saturday, which actually ended up being weirdly delightful. So shall we discuss? We will get to that in just a moment. We have to reset, of course, if there are any first-time Mailbag Monday listeners. Welcome in. We are now almost a month into doing uh, Mailbag Monday, and what we do is throughout the week we gather and cull some of the top submissions that we receive on social media, and yes, also through our Mailbag Monday hotline. So what you do is this. Follow Lauren at Lauren M. Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at Brian Seltzer on Twitter, at Seltzer Sixer Snaps on Instagram. If at any point in time, whenever, day or night, rain or snow or sunshine or whatever it is, just reach out to us, drop us something on social, or call the voicemail line, which is 215-403-7637, also known as 215-403-PODS. Leave us a message on social the voicemail, and then if we read your prompt or response on an episode of Mailbag Monday, you will be put into the automated name picker system to win a 76er swag bag. It's that easy. It's too easy. It's too easy. And it's we really are easy. reading all of them and, and, and going through all of them, and of course, no, notably wish we could answer all of them. So thank you so much to everybody that's already been participating in this. We are having fun, and I hope you are too. And while it might not be that much of a consolation prize because it doesn't give you any swag or gear or merch, even if we don't read uh, or play a response on Mailbag Monday does not necessarily mean we don't chuckle or laugh when we see your comments in the mentions. (laughs) I will say shout out to the mentions right now. Sixers Twitter, you guys are so elite. I feel like I say this every time, but like obviously there are certain things that like not great when when we talk about scrolling the internet. A bright spot to me has always been Sixers Twitter and the intelligence and like the wit and the intellect of this group of people that follow our team. It's a pleasure, especially in a difficult time to see what you guys have to say. So keep doing what you're doing. Not that you need my permission to do so at all, but keep doing what you're doing. All righty. It is time to untie the ribbon and open up the mailbag. Dip in for our first submission for this week. You have one new message. 
On Twitter, Seth and Curry 4 Grady says, Forget the loss, referring to the game the 76ers played against the Denver Nuggets on Saturday afternoon. The confidence this will give Tyrese Maxey going forward is a major W. I wholeheartedly agree. Lauren, set the scene for us. Give us some of the numbers on Tyrese. And by any chance, someone had missed it. And then respond to our man, Seth and Curry. Yeah, well... We alluded to it already, but obviously on Saturday's game, if you if you were spent your weekend under a rock, uh, you wouldn't know necessarily that Tyrese Maxey had his first NBA start, along with Isaiah Joe and Dakota Mathias in their first starts, along with Dwight Howard and Danny Green in not their first starts. But those were the five, and then Paul Reed and Tony Bradley came off the bench, making what is now known as the seven Sixers, who fought valiantly against the Denver Nuggets. They really, honestly, the first half of basketball on Saturday was just such a pleasure to watch. I think nobody knew exactly what was going to happen, but being in the building, honestly, watching other folks in the building react, because keep in mind, the only people that are there right now are staff. And so to see staff, I think everybody was really tense leading up to the moment that the game started. And then to see this group of guys just fight and scrap and have a good time and, and really give a really good team that played in the Western Conference Finals last season, a run for their money. Uh, It was just so cool to see. And I think Tyrese obviously was the biggest story that came out of it, but let's not forget about everybody else that just made that game even happen. Shout out to all seven of them for playing heavy minutes. Tyrese, of course, I'll now finally get to his historic stat line, but 39 points, seven rebounds, six assists, and two steals. He's the first Sixer rookie to score at least 39 points since Allen Iverson did it in 1997 with 40 points he was 18 of 30 of 18 of 33 from the field rather and just brought so much energy and joy to the court in all of his minutes afterwards Tyrese very on brand said that he really wanted to win Tyrese is a kid that's super competitive and he felt that the win was in reach and it was and all he wanted was to get the win but he did acknowledge that it was pretty cool to know that you can score 39 points in an NBA game so was that a good scene setter for you, Celts? Fantastic. And I think there were pretty clear indications that Tyrese was not the type of guy who necessarily lacked for confidence or energy before getting that opportunity against Denver on Saturday. But like you just said, and this was something that Doc Rivers talked about after the game as well, everyone knew that Tyrese was a talented kid coming out of Kentucky, possible high upside. There was every reason to believe all that stuff. But right, you don't know what you can do when you get extended minutes. (laughs) And he showed an amazing ability to get the Sixers organized on offense against a high-quality opponent, to finish at the rim, to knock down a couple threes. And right, you didn't know that he could score 39 points in an NBA game. And I don't care what the circumstances are that surrounded that. He scored 39 points in an NBA game, and some of the splits that he put up have only been done by a select handful of players ever. And all these guys are either essentially in the Hall of Fame or going to be in the Hall of Fame. And listen, I'm a, I'm a lover of all people, uh, most people. I, I try to be. I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. That is just my disposition and nature. Um, I am always entertained to see people say things like, you know, he scored 39 points, but, well, he, you know, did it against a team when, you know, the rest of the squad was out for that game. Or something to the effect of, he scored 39 points and he took 33 shots. Well, you know what? <laughs> he hit 18 of those shots. That's better than 50%. Like, I, I don't I don't get into that. And for the fans, I'm almost on Lauren. I'm sorry. I know I'm kind of, this has now got me no, going please, off in a tangent here. No, this is good. I know everyone wants to say, well, there's no one else playing. 
the Denver Nuggets had their top guys out there playing heavy minutes, one. And two, for a handful of people out there, I am sure a good number of you um, endured and persisted through the process years not too long ago. And this is no disrespect to some of the players I'm about to name, but Joel Embiid played under circumstances like that. Maybe not quite as crazy as, as Saturday in terms of the inexperience of the surrounding cast um, that was put around Maxi. Ben Simmons at times, like these guys didn't score 39 points in a game. Not saying that they couldn't, because they've shown that they can. I'm just saying it's an impressive performance, and I think just uh, sometimes let's let's enjoy what we see, um, and especially under these circumstances and in these times, it was impressive. It was going to be an otherwise tough, rough, ugly day, and here was a kid who came out and gave us all something, uh, depending on how you 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 follow your rooting interests, to feel good about and see promising. All right. Well, look. I'm done for the rest of the mailbag. I'm see you later. <laughs> I think we need like a new segment for Seltz's, like when Seltz gets passionate about something, like a Seltz rant segment. All I'll add is anytime a player scores, like like you said, anytime a player scores 39 points, very impressive. When Shake Milton did it last year, extremely impressive. This team lost by 12. This team could have lost by 50. And, and they knew that for sure. There were seven of them. After the first five minutes, they were down 10. It looked like it was going to be ugly as you know. It looked like it could have been really ugly. The whole first half was competitive. The second half got away from them a little bit, but then they crawled right back into it. And like you said, they were playing against the Nuggets starters. The Nuggets had a basically full rotation to throw out against guys that had never played heavy NBA minutes. So something that I want to say about Tyrese before we move on, the rest of the Sixers will come back their health will come back. Tyrese, in all likelihood, will not be playing as heavy of minutes as he got on Saturday for the rest of the season. But it is cool to see that when rookies go and play on a good team, that they can still find ways to shine. They can still show their potential because it is hard for a guy like Tyrese Maxey. We saw it with Matisse Thibel last year. Rookies to come onto teams with really good star players and find a way to make an impact. It's much easier to be a rookie and go play on a team like let's say the Sixers five years ago or another team that's struggling where rookies can start and Tyrese can get minutes like that every night. This team is not that. So for him to have this type of opportunity on a team that's going to end up having a run that's deeper than a lot of other teams where rookies aren't, are going to get to play more is just really cool. Really gratifying to see good for him scoring 39 points against an NBA team is just not something that that many people can do even in the NBA. So props bunch of mentions came through on Saturday afternoon as Tyrese was going off. Tyrese Maxey, internet man at I Like the Sixers. Love that handle. Getting in there with us saying best body control and finishing in a Sixers uniform since number three, referring to Allen Iverson. It would be great if Tyrese could continue to trend in that direction. One great performance a Hall of Famer does not make, but certainly Let's just hope Tyrese can keep stacking up great games as he continues to get uh, opportunities this season. Just before we move on, I also want to just mention that it was an absolute delight to watch Tyrese play against Nikola Jokic. And obviously, (laughs) they weren't necessarily matched up intentionally at all during that game. But just the sheer size difference, it was just so funny to watch. Both excellent at their craft. Jokic is a joy to watch. He's phenomenal. Such a good such a unique talent, but Tyrese is a smaller NBA player and Jokic is about as big as they come. And to watch Tyrese navigate around Jokic and score on him a couple times was just as a, as a fan of the game, delightful to watch really cool, a little funny, 
and and special. So that's one of the flashbulb moments that I'll remember from that game is just watching the two of them be the best players on their respective teams on that day. And yeah, I'll never forget that. How about rating Rookie of the Year John Morant getting in there in real time while the game was going on on Saturday afternoon? Shouting out Tyrese Maxey. That was kind of cool. Love to see it. Maybe some more similarities between those two players than we thought of when we talk about, I don't know, stature, vibe, drive for the game. They actually are a little bit similar. So it was cool to see someone like Ja sound off Dwayne Wade. He got some respect from around the league. Some of the legends were, were watching, and, and that's cool. D. Wade? That was neat. Very. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure cool. what else we can say to that, but when Dwayne Wade is watching your game and give you some respect on, on the old social sphere, cool. It was very cool and and well-deserved. Also some awesome content while we're just doing the full deep dive into Tyrese's game. If you want to check out the Sixers feeds from Saturday, Nina Raspa, Nick McCain, Maggie Zerby, absolutely. Alex Subers bodied the content on Saturday. There's some really cool stuff. Sixers wore their new uniforms. Mm-hmm. We had a new filter on our photos. It was just a cool day. And I think Tyrese now has some lasting memories and, and cool photos and videos and GIFs to commemorate the performance. Yeah, the City Edition, City Edition photo filter is top-notch, top-notch. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> It'll be cool, honestly, also, to see the whole team wear the blacks. The, even the warm-ups, I thought the warm-ups were very cool. It was very jarring to watch seven players engage in layup lines because I don't even know if you can really call it layup lines if there's no line like there was no waiting they were all just darting around around the arc it it just warm-ups looked exhausting because there was no stand and wait time if you've ever watched an NBA team warm-up you know that there's a lot of waiting there's dapping up there's dancing, there's good vibes, there's chatting, no time for that. They were just running around in their black uniforms, like doing their best. It was, it was so weird to watch. But all that is to say, the warm-ups, the black, all black warm-ups looked really cool. Agreed. Zero Four Grady, thank you for that submission on Twitter. Let's go to the voicemail line. You have one new message. David Lowe from Malton, New Jersey. Hello and good evening. I think Tyree Maxey is a great player. Um, I love what I see out of him, but to be honest with you, they shouldn't have even played this game at all. I think the uh, Sixers should uh, go out, win it for Joey for Sixers 24-7. Uh, it's a great group. He just passed on. Let's give him a big shout-out. Here's to you, Joey. Let's win it for you, buddy. Dave, thank you very much. Yes, I think Tyrese Maxey, as we just talked about for about 10 minutes, great potential surrounding him. And I also want to touch upon this, line, something that Dave mentioned and referenced. I'm not sure how many fans out there are aware of this, um, but over the weekend, uh, we got some unfortunate news that a longtime 76er fan, Joey DiBenedetto, um, who started the Sixers Facebook group, Sixers 24-7, almost a decade back, um, suddenly passed away. So certainly, uh, Dave, thank you for bringing that up uh, and uh, unfortunate news. Um, I can't say that I know Joey personally. Uh, I admittedly am not a big Facebook person, so I'm not on there or uh, on those platforms much. But just over the last couple days after seeing pictures on social media with Joey and Mark Zumoff and Ala Abdelnabi and seeing a lot of comments come in of people in the Sixers fan community online reacting to Joey's passing. Um, unfortunate news. And uh, yeah, Dave, we uh, we embrace that sentiment. Yes. 
thoughts, prayers, everything with his family. We talk so much about our appreciation for Sixers fans, but it's like so real and people that, that bring this community together, whether it's in person at games, in the parking lot at the center or online, especially this year, we just have so much appreciation for folks that are keeping the Sixers community together like Joey. So he's definitely top of mind for a lot of people right now. And if there were any way from the reading I've done about Joey for me to have done that last little bit in all caps, because apparently when he was on Sixers 24-7, he always wrote in all caps. However you could do that in an auditory way using your voice, um, I would have done that last part in all caps. We love the enthusiasm. Our guy Jake Silverman on Twitter suggested that for this week, we just call it Maxi Mailbag Monday. And given how much we've riffed about him already, <laughs> I think we probably could have invoked that ruling for this week. we got some other topics to touch upon, like is the 76ers, when fully healthy, strong start for real? And what about Danny Green? But first, this very brief programming note, The Scoop, as you might have seen in your feed, a new series from us, all the news you need about the Sixers the morning of and after every game in five minutes or less. Soon, within the next couple weeks, we're making that its own separate exclusive feed. So to subscribe or to follow it, all you got to do is search 76ers Scoop wherever you get your pods and then follow along and you'll get The Scoop the almost everyday daily podcast from the 76ers Podcast Network, fresh in your feed the morning of and morning after every Sixers game. Back to the mailbag. You have one new message. We return to Twitter, Mike Butts wondering, can this situation, got to assume he's referring to COVID, be a make or break week for the Sixers even this early in the season? Lauren, you want to go first on that one? Sure. I'm going to say no. I think that... It's a little early still for everything. The team was the top of the league before this all happened. And even that felt a little bit early to react to. Obviously, there was a lot of good stuff happening that we want to cling on to for the rest of the season. But I, I, I don't necessarily feel comfortable saying that this week, if things continue the way that they are and the team is so severely shorthanded, I don't know how much you can actually take from this week in terms of projecting out the rest of the season. I also think that the teams that the Sixers are competing against, even though it didn't necessarily happen over the weekend, will also face a similar situation where they're going to have to play undermanned. They might have to take a few, let's say, scheduled losses due to COVID. So I, I don't think that we can react that harshly to what's going on yet, but I do still think that there are plenty of things to be learned, as we saw on Saturday, and opportunities for growth this week. Personally, if they drop a few more, it would it would be very unfortunate, but I don't think I would be willing to overreact. Your thoughts, Seltz? I would agree with you. I would also, if we had a way of getting back in touch with Mike and interacting directly with him for this particular question that we're trying to answer, is what do you define as make or break? Could the 76ers, depending on how long some of these absences last, still be, and we're going to get to this, a top whatever seed in the Eastern Conference? That's going to be something that we have to wait and see. But when I look at the standings for both the East and Western Conferences, the bottom team in each conference is no more than five games out of the top spot through about 10 games into the season. So to me already, that suggests that A, there could be parity, and B, there are a lot of teams that are dealing with unexpected personnel issues and availability that are coming out. More specifically, in the East, there are 11 teams that are within a game of 500 or 
better. Um, every team in the top eight, there's actually nine teams, including the Miami Heat, which the Sixers play in a two-game series later this week, um, that are at least 500. And, you know, like, I, I think the, one more thing about this. Uh, this has been a really rambling, rant-like uh, performance by me today. There's a lot to say. <laughs> it's okay. Me too. In the immediate schedule for the Sixers, two teams that stand out to me in the Eastern Conference that going into this year you would assume the Sixers would have to jockey with for positioning atop the East are the Miami Heat. Sixers have a two-game series against them on Tuesday and Thursday. And the Boston Celtics, who are going to be in town for a two-game series next Tuesday and Thursday. And you could argue that aside for what did or did not happen over the weekend, Boston is in a very similar situation to the Sixers as far as the number of players that have been affected by contact tracing um, related to COVID. As is as is the Heat, clearly. So I will. Uh, I maybe buried the lead in my response there, but if you look at the games that are coming this week, it, whether or not it becomes a make or break week, if the Heat are coming into town in a similar situation that the Sixers are facing, it's going to be hard to really see how these teams stack up to each other. But at least they'll both be in a similar situation, both shorthanded, both just trying to navigate a very bizarre week. And at least they can take solace in doing it together? How, how do we feel about that spin zone? <laughs> I feel it's good spin. I just, I need positivity. So I'll take that spin. Thank you, Mike. What's next? You have one new message. Zach Union asking any explanation why the Sixers had to play and the Heat and the Rockets did not. I'll give my explanation for uh, the Heat and the Celtics, and I can only go based on what I read about what's happening around the rest of the league. So Avery Bradley was a player in question that really tipped things towards the game being postponed. And based on reports, it sounds like that the ability of the league and Heat to do contact tracing so soon to the 7 o'clock tip-off between the Celtics and the Heat, um, they couldn't do it in that amount of time. Whereas with the Sixers, um, obviously they found out about Seth Curry after their game at Brooklyn on Thursday, and their next game wasn't until uh, Saturday afternoon. That's all I have to say about that. And if you don't have anything to add, Lauren, that's I'm fine. Tempted to just, <laughs> yeah, I'm tempted to just, to just ride your wave there. I mean, I... I what I'll say is I hear the folks that are frustrated with the way that that went down because we don't know exactly what's going on, but the way that the Sixers had to suit up eight players, one of whom was never going to be able to play in the game, didn't feel great to then see teams the next day get a similar situation postponed with the opportunity to then go and win that game eventually. So far be it for me to criticize the league for what they're doing. But I do understand the folks that were frustrated by those decisions coming down in such a close proximity. But yes, like Selt said, the Avery Bradley situation, the fact that they would have needed to contact Trace right before the game, and that's a pretty involved thing to have to do. It takes time, and they might not have had it. Does make sense as to how it happened this way. And it'll just be interesting to keep tabs on how these situations are handled moving forward because it does seem like they're going to continue to happen as the season continues. We love every... Last one of the submissions we get here on the Monday Mailbag. We particularly love voicemails. You have one new message. Hi, uh, my name is Ethan, and I'm a longtime listener. Um, I'm curious, do you think that the Sixers can maintain this first seed that we are in the East right now? And if not, where do you think they're going to fall? I personally think we can be the second or the third seed. I hope we can keep the first up, but we'll see. Um, thanks. Have a good day. 
So Ethan kind of bringing up, Lauren, a point that we discussed a few submissions ago. Can the Sixers keep up a strong start? And he specifically is wondering whether or not they can keep their perch atop the Eastern Conference, maybe be a top three seed. I, I think there's a good chance. Again, I think this goes back to other teams, if I just had to guess, either A, already dealing with certain uh, circumstances similar to what the Sixers are going through, or they're going to have to at some point in time. It's just the unfortunate reality of, of the world that we live in right now. But the top two teams in the Eastern Conference, um, <laughs> within the last two or three days, have had a combined 14 players missing, essentially, uh, or more. It actually might be 16. You're talking about the 76ers and the Boston Celtics. They're each seven and three they're tied for the top spot in the eastern conference so um i i would like to think that if bumps in the road are going to happen um and in, in while teams go through it they certainly might seem like potholes and not bumps um it hopefully will level out and then hopefully will level off and not exist at all yeah i think i agree with you i think it will level out and i think for better for worse for medium it will be interesting to look back at the first week of the season, how the Sixers did in their opening games, what happened during this period when so many teams in the East were missing so many players, how this all netted out at the end of the season. It's, it's again, for better, for worse, for neutral, it'll be interesting to look back and just sort of see how it all went down. Just from a storytelling narrative perspective, like this is fascinating what's going on and hopefully, and in all likelihood will never happen again. So just keep in mind, this is a unique situation. It is a fluid situation, and eventually things will go back to normal. Ethan, thanks so much for hitting up the voicemail line, 215-403-PODS, 215-403-7637. Put it in your phone, save it, call us whenever you have a 76ers thought or reaction. I think that segues to one of our next questions, inquiries we got, this time on Twitter. You have one new message. The real Gotham, I think that's it's either the real Gotham, and I say that because in a previous life when I worked at 97.5 The Fanatic, there was a caller who was amazing named Gotham. Um, so it's either the real Gotham or the real Gotham. I apologize if I messed that up. Uh, currently with the handle 76ers Season SZN. And this was something, because we all, with the mailbag, we don't always take the most recent submissions that we get on social media um, or through the voicemail. We, we go back over the course of the entire seven days that have passed since the last Mailbag Monday. And this was in response to the 76ers' performance at the start of the week. Does this not look like a team that is finally having fun and playing for one another? I love it. And I agree. That was when Joel Embiid had the big 38-point game against the Washington Wizards. Yes. Yes, I'm going back to those times. When I project forward and learn about the Sixers, (laughs) that is the headspace that I'm living in. I agree. I feel you. I think this is a good question. I think it is a great observation. This does really feel like a group that is enjoying their time together, playing for one another, supporting one another, learning each other. And it is cool to see them have so much success early in the season, but then indicate that they still want to improve, that they feel like they can get better. And when they talk about getting better, they often talk about making sure they're finding their teammates in the spots that they want to be found in. When they talk about improving, they say they're still learning each other's tendencies, each other's habits, each other's preferences. When they talk about getting better, they're not talking about how they specifically as individuals can get better. They're talking about how they can get better as a team, which I do think is an excellent sign about the culture that's being created and the vibe that they're the communal type vibe that they're building together. And then of course, look no further than the bench celebrations, the pregame celebrations during player intros have just been 
elite vibes. That's all I can say. Elite vibes. When you're talking about culture and you're speaking about vibes, there's several players that come to mind, but especially this guy as we get to our final mailbag submission. You have one new message. Goat, parenthesis, 7-3. Can you explain how Danny Green is helping the younger players on the 76 Let's Let's give it up for Danny Green, one of the few mainstays in the starting lineup who was available for the 7-6ers game against the Denver Nuggets. Danny Green, I cannot say enough positive things about Danny Green. And usually at this point in the season, Celts and I would have interfaced with the players a lot more than we have currently. But what I will say is every interaction I've had with Danny has been just phenomenal. He is so thoughtful, so funny. Um, just someone that like, if I were a basketball player, I would want to go to battle with Danny Green. And we saw that shout out again to our Nick McCain for capturing a really special moment among the seven Sixers before they ran out onto the court. But Danny Green gave sort of a come together speech before they broke out of their huddle and ran out onto the court. And he said that it's not about playing hero ball. No one's going to feel bad for them. They need to come together and do this together and they can win that game. And it turns out they could have won that game. They were in it. And and Danny's leadership obviously playing a large role in that situation. I can't say enough good things about Danny Green. If I were assembling a basketball team, I would want him as one of the veterans. And lucky, lucky enough for the Sixers, he is one. And near and dear to our hearts, he's a hell of a podcaster. A great podcast. What more can you say about Danny Green? <laughs> All right. We're going to close up the mailbag on that. Thank you sincerely. It was a crazy week. Ups, then downs into who knows what type of territory. So thanks to everyone who either called in at 215-403-7637 or hit us up in our mentions on Instagram or Twitter. Thank you very much. Lauren, a pleasure as always. Onwards we go into another week. Yes, indeed. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you before the game tonight. We are playing a game tonight in Atlanta. It'll happen. See ya. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. 
Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.